Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and I'm very pleased to be um, joined by Greg Thurston's, who's coming back today for another podcast. Morning, Greg. Morning. So Greg is Director of Football for the Elite Football Program, and um, we did a podcast back, I think it was towards the end of last year, with yourself and your Head of Coaching, Matt Rose, who's also here we're going to talk to, um, about how it started at Beechwood School in Tunbridge Wells. And um, I had a I had a message from, from Greg a couple of weeks ago to say that it's been a resounding success, um, the podcast as well as the, um, the football program, and they're now launching a school in Devon, yeah. um, which is really exciting. So where should we start, Greg? Should, should we start about um, how the elite program has worked so well and that's why you're doing it in another place? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, going back to reinforcing the points previously, uh, my role was a director of sport at a, a massive independent school in South London, and, you know, we had massive success across sports. Yeah. Um, I felt that the <clears throat> the emphasis was still, though, on this traditional model of um, teams and winning yeah. and not necessarily focusing on the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when I met Matt, um, who, you know, obviously had a career with uh, with Arsenal and QPR and went through Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Um, and it was very much the philosophy was based on the individual and the development. Um, and that fitted in, in line with, you know, with my philosophies. Um, and then we met with a company called the Alpha Group who own uh, numerous independent schools around the country. And we thought, felt Beachwood was a perfect example of where we could start yeah. uh, the development. And it's just been, you know, been really exciting and yeah. been very, very well received. Uh, we're now in, I believe, our, our second month of actually operating. Right. And it's just gone really well. Yeah. Um, you know, everything that we discussed and we envisaged is, is, you know, we can now physically see it, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, and based off the back of that, um, we looked at a couple of schools that the Alpha Group had and Trinity was one in Devon and we thought it was, you know, another exciting venture. Yeah. And that's, that's how we met Ryan. Okay. Um, who's perfect, you know, yeah, who, yeah. Who, you know, you'll, who you'll find out has a, a really exciting background as a player and a coach mm. and, and can offer something different. I think the Tunbridge Wells model is great. You know, it's, it's close to London clubs, but I think Devon's going to be really exciting. There are some more, what I would say are more attainable clubs that Ryan will probably discuss down that way. Okay. And also a very different environment, you know, a much yeah. more relaxed environment, um, safe environment. I'm not saying Tunbridge Wells isn't, but no, I just mean no. it's just a different, different type of environment. I think that, that some players and students are really going to thrive in that environment. Yeah. I like the way you've taken the, the business model from what you've done and you're dropping it in another place. Yeah. Um, you've obviously got the experience yourself, um, more on the educational side. Um, and Matt has got his, you know, the football side, you know, so putting those two skills together and taking them into another territory. And then instead of having Matt 
you're having Ryan instead. Yeah. And that's really the, the simplicity yeah. of it, isn't it? I think yeah. so. And, yeah. and myself and Matt, will, our roles will change. We'll be moving more looking at this from an overview perspective. So mine educationally across the two programs. Yes. Um, and Matt from a coaching perspective, ensuring that there's consistency uh, as director of, of coaching. So... Mm. Um, yeah, it's, and it's more more been based on demand. The demand's Is just that? been so yeah. high, you know, internationally uh, and regionally and locally that we just felt there was the demand for another program, and, yeah. and we thought Trinity and, and Ryan were the perfect fit, really, to yeah. to 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 showcase something in a different part of the country. In a lovely part of the country as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I looked at the website. We're going to get Ryan in shortly. I, I looked at the website um, last night and um, it looks stunning. The, the, the views of the, of, the, of the coastline and um, the grounds. And um, yeah. I think with independent schools, they can offer so many more facilities as well. And it's like a, a good business model to use them. Um, so let's get Ryan in. Let's, let's, yeah, let's have a chat maybe. with Ryan and, sit and um, let's, let's hear his side of the story. Because I want to hear more about um, how, how Ryan's... Uh, the journeys happen so yeah so welcome ryan thank you for for coming in so i'm keen to hear your story about how you you've got to where you are with your football journey so tell us about your story yeah so originally um i think started playing football because might as well start at the start yeah um, from nine years old uh plymouth Argyle all the way through till i think 17 i got into the first team um and then had a bad back injury and kind of left there got sold to brentford at the age of 20 right from there went on to Southampton um, which was a big club and from there a few other clubs playing so I think Bradford Leighton Orient yeah. Colchester Crawley around this area yeah. uh, Yeovil and Torquay okay. um, so yeah fair few football clubs in my playing um, yeah. days and then from them retired and the love of the game really and kind of my knowledge background in how I developed just took a real keen interest really from playing in, in the coaching side and managerial side tactical side um, and it was something I really wanted to get into yeah. so straight away jumped on my um, badges B&A licence started coaching within Plymouth's Academy okay. um, started from the bottom so to learn the whole thing so 10s 13s 16s um, and then kind of figured well what's next um, so from there Took up the job at South Devon College and Torquay United 18s. Okay. Um, just to get a wide range, really, of coaching, coaching foundation phase, um, youth phase, and kind of, you know, developing my skills throughout all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I guess realizing through all of that what part of coaching I like, what part I think is really valuable, yeah. um, and what parts can get lost in, in, child development player mm. development and through what age groups um so yeah that was my coaching background and then kind of come across these guys and mm. it, i think i guess hindsight timing it's just sometimes yeah. it's the luck of the draw and kind of perfect timing for me and i think the way their model and their philosophy and you know their model that they've put in place here mm. aligns with really my values of football and how i see um, player development and it's kind of yeah hand in hand fingers crossed will go really well yeah well if, if you do as well as they have done in Tunbridge Wells then it's going to fly which I'm sure it will tell us a bit about Trinity School then tell us about the facilities and, and what, what you can offer there yeah so the facilities the location is absolutely outstanding yeah. so, so where is it in Devon um, so it's just up from Torquay so okay. about 10 minutes from Exeter so okay. it's kind of perfectly really Central. 
in between those mm. two um, towns and cities, so uh, right on the coast. So easy access to the airport where obviously, you know, international students can fly. Yeah. Um, and also obviously Exeter is a very cosmopolitan city, yeah. um, a lovely city um, to visit. So yeah, it's located really, really well. Um, and obviously the benefit of being right by the sea overlooking the water yeah. comes in handy. Um, and it's, you know, a very safe place. I think you kind of, you know, Devon in general, the Southwest has become extremely popular since COVID because, yeah. um, you know, I think a lot of people have realized the beauty and kind of, you know, that work balance type people have relocated there. And yeah. um, that's kind of now passed on and it's a thriving area because mm. of obviously the beauty and kind of what it can offer mm. families and um, young people growing up. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned earlier about what you, you sort of finding out what you liked about coaching and what, what sort of thing you'd like to pass across to, to, to the youngsters about how they play their football. What, what are your favorite bits of it? What? It's, uh, yeah. So for me, individual player development. So right. it, it it, I've been on a journey where I come through Plymouth, old school, very men- mentally. I had a um, Scottish manager, so everything was done about uh, round, based around mentality. Okay. You know, being mentally st- strong enough, being able to cope with the workload, yeah. um, to be able to cope with the demands of professional football. Mm. Um, then later on in my career, I moved to Southampton, and you know the knowledge and expertise there was obviously another level. We yeah. had the likes of Lalana, Luke Shaw, um, Schneiderlin, uh, Jose Fonte, you know, high caliber of players coming yeah. through Ward Prowse, um, and it really opened my eyes to what football really is and okay. what I've lacked really in my player development. Mm-hmm. I was mentally tough very athletic but I hadn't been taught the technical aspects that they have the real detail the hidden gems of higher level football yeah um and going in there you know at 23 I was I had to learn what they already knew Mm. at the age of 14 so they could keep a ball better they were technically better their vision was better um their general knowledge in terms of um modern day football was more advanced than what mine was okay so yeah I mean there was a guy called Dean Wilkins who was an absolutely outstanding coach Ray Wilkins was his brother Um, oh is that I didn't know that okay right yeah, yeah, yeah so um added yeah. huge value to me Again, uh, done, yeah. a lot of one-on-one uh, work with me because it's what I needed at that moment in time mm. and I've kind of took that on into my coaching and yeah. it, it isn't until you look back you think well they had, had the value they added and then Pochettino it was Pardew brought me in Pochettino then come in who's obviously a you know a very good coach and very good manager yeah. so that knowledge um, and then obviously with Matt you know growing up in I guess from Arsene Wenger you, you're very fortunate that you can you've you've got that knowledge and that experience from them yeah. and that's yeah. what's really added value in in terms of my coaching growing up and okay how i see coaching how i see player development mm. um it can be very uh coach driven in terms of success game related for the coaches benefit yeah. of how they're perceived and their kind of progression and you know jumping up the the ladder if you like mm. whereas that isn't how it should be. That isn't how you're going to develop kids, unfortunately, winning mm. games. Obviously, it comes hand in hand. You need a winning mentality, winning games and developing the player do work together. Yeah. But it is very much, I think, game-related, game-based driven at times. And this program especially is you know, outstanding in the fact that it offers probably something extraordinary, which doesn't in the area down my way, that's for sure, Okay. in developing players in a high-level knowledge um, 
that that one-on-one kind of detail they need specifically just for them to develop yeah and your connections with um the town that the football clubs that you mentioned down that way if you like um that makes your school more accessible for people um from those clubs whereas you know from from the london clubs it's a long way for them to come down to Devon, isn't it you know they're not going to do it so yeah as yeah. such but then i also think you know your borders there's a lot a good boarding school um well boarding area for the school hmm. and i think it offers again something a little bit different in terms of look there's a lot of competition in, yeah. in london there's a lot of clubs yeah. to go with that but there is a lot of um competition and that can get lost down at plymouth and exeter for example beautiful area loads of talented football players mm. um two very good football clubs in terms of that the, the you've set up um but it isn't as saturated area for football numbers yeah. so there is that less competition mm. and if you can get the right coaching in the right places you know it it's a certainly a good environment and a good catchment area for those clubs also. Yeah. And then, you know, not too far, you've obviously got your, your Bristol clubs mm. and you've got your kind of full-time semi-professional clubs in Yeovil and Torquay. So um, in terms of opportunity and pathways, it's, it's a very good area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and girls and boys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm expecting girls, ladies football is so popular, isn't it now? Especially, yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely grown. And again, in the area, it's perfect for girls football. I mm. think it's a, a really good, come, we talked about the environment at yeah. um, Trinity. It's a perfect environment for, for girls and boys, but more so, I think, girls, because the gap for academies, obviously, boys can go from 16, they go into academy football. Girls don't. So it's that 16s to 18s gap. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I feel as if Trinity can bridge that gap for the area in mm. terms of the talented girls to get the extra coaching to get that um expertise of higher level coaching um which they wouldn't necessarily get and i think that that age group in girls football gets lost a little bit yeah so the the, the football program that you're starting at trinity has it started or is it about to start or it's getting up and running now so it's okay. just putting everything into place um for this year it okay. is a very much new venture mm. in place but facilities that obviously you know the the, the ownership groups back in the fact that it, it is you know kind of facilities are going to be of a high quality yeah. in place and yeah. you know employing the right people so it is certainly going to be um an extraordinary football program which you know the score certainly buying into yeah how do you um I, I i asked greg this question on the last podcast which i'm intrigued about about um people that have a dream of being a footballer because i'm sure it's lots of so many kids dreams isn't it and they come to a school like yours and they work hard and they don't make it um, you have support with mental health with that and things like that yeah it's yeah. something that um, at Beechwood they mm. put into place so they've got okay. a mental performance coach if you like who comes in and helps and I'm sure you know private school that, 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 that they've got that mental health support system already in place as yeah. well because it's a high calibre of school mm. um, so it's something which especially on football young kids Isn't it, it? it's a mm. high pressured environment at times there's a lot of expectations from parents outside factors You put what you put on yourself social media yeah, yeah, yeah. So all um, these dads standing on the sideline go, come on. <laughs> exactly that. It's um, unfortunately it is part of the game, which mm. you know is first to educate parents at times as well. Yeah. And yeah. you know, um, there is certainly you know the mental side of child development is huge. Yeah. So it is something you know we certainly part place a high value on. Mm. And I and I and I think with what you're doing with with you know halving the football with the academia as well. You know, they've got that, you know, they're going to learn as well about, you know, just, just 
you know, having an education, whereas some maybe back a long time ago, it was just football, football, football without an education. That's exactly it. it. I think, that, again, that's where this works perfectly mm. because you're getting a high level of education mm. alongside the football. Mm. Um, well, the football alongside the education, more, more yeah. importantly. And look, kids aren't, they're not going to, not a lot of them are going to be professional footballers. I think everybody no. knows that, but it's yeah. what, how we do to get them to reach their ceiling height. So what it, does that look like for each different child is completely different. Yeah. And can we maximize their potential and that's what we're here for um, mm. to make sure that you know no week you know no month has gone by wasted and yeah. it's kind of that is what i think that this program offers yeah compared to other programs and the fact that they do have that individuality and it is very much you know treated extremely important week in week out yeah. alongside their education um so yeah they, they certainly work hand in hand that's for sure do you still play football? And you know, out of school when you get time? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I, I retired. I was playing part time for Truro for a little bit, not, not long ago. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of hit the point where I was like, "I'm done." It was around the COVID time. Hit, okay. COVID hit me, and I was yeah. like, "Well, All right. stop embarrassing yourself." Yeah, yeah like oh, <laughs> I'm done now. You're meant to be this expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so so if anyone wants to um, get in touch and start with the program or coming down to you, they can just get in touch via your website, via the Trinity um, details on the website. Yeah, exactly mm. that. Everything will be coming out in terms of our brochure and um, okay. all the detail very soon. But right. more so just in get in contact with the school. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure, you know, especially that, that we've got the board inside of it, which is there's been a lot of interest in that. So we know we're going to have a high level of um, football program. It's now reaching out to the local community and um, making them aware of, you know, w- what's going to be on offer and kind yeah. of um, the level of what's on offer for, to them and um, yeah, progress from there. Nice. It sounds really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing more about it as it, as it, as it develops and hopefully chat to you again another time. I want to talk to Matt now as well. So we're going to get Matt in because I want to learn more about how you work together um, as a team as you know, you've both got great football skills. So thanks very much. Um, thanks Ryan. And um, we'll, we'll see you in, for another podcast soon, but let's get Matt in. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. Matt, good to see you. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Good to see you again. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to learn a bit more about how you work with, with Ryan in your, in your, um, because you're going to be based in Devon and Tunbridge Wells and going between the two and working together on it. Tell us about the process of what you're going to do. Yeah, so for this year, obviously, my focus is still Beachwood. Yeah. I'm still there. I'm still coaching, still yeah. ensuring our own coaching staff are up to speed with what we want. But I will be liaising, obviously, yeah. uh, with Ryan and, and discussing what our needs are, what we want from the program. We're fortunate to have Ryan on board. Yeah. He brings a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. What he's good at is he believes in what we do, which is the individual development side of the game. Mm. And he's a nice person, which is, is important. That was right? Yeah. You have to be approachable. Of course. You yeah. Know, with what we are trying to achieve and what we're trying to do, we have to be approachable. You know, mm. we've got to have that time to speak to parents, give them that one-to-one detail about their child, because mm. ultimately they're paying to come into our football program and, yeah. and they're trusting us to develop their child. So that's really important for us that we had the right person on board. Yeah. So. And, and do, do you discuss um, like um, coaching programs? I mean, that's all part of your, what, yeah. part of your training, but um, the, the best, and, and are they bespoke to certain groups of children or groups of people, or is it just you know, a program that's across all of them? So um, 
the ethos is what we built up last year. So yeah. the ethos is there. That's the individual development. We've got a whole training program in place, yeah. which is like a blueprint almost that we can take. Right. It doesn't mean it's set in stone and we're, we're not closed minded. We're very open minded. So mm. if Ryan's got ideas and he comes to us and, it, and we think it works, yeah, we'll adjust yeah. and we'll, we'll change with it for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, in terms of the program, how it works, I mean, we discussed this before. It's, yeah. It's very individualized. So yes, we have our group sessions and our small group sessions, but they also have their individual sessions, right? And that's to develop their strengths and weaknesses as, mm. as players. Mm. And that, that goes all the way from their physical to their mental to their technical and tactical development. Yeah. 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 There's so much, so much involved in it. Yeah. Um, and just quickly touching on um, Beachwood and how it's progressed, yeah. if we can, because I'm intrigued because we did it like the podcast yeah. last time. What, what's, what's been the successes there? How have you got to where you are? I just think what we're offering is unique. I think the program spoke for itself. So Mm. every time we do a tour and we show them what we're doing, the video, it's it's quite refreshing for a lot of the parents. You know, for for the odd few, it doesn't work because they really their child just wants to go and play football and play lots of games. But for those who've really got some serious intent in terms of maximizing their potential, it's refreshing for the for the child and the parent. You know, all of a sudden they're getting this. I always say it's a professional academy experience they're gaining with us. We're a training hub. Mm. We've talked about them obviously getting their games externally. Mm. They will get the odd game with us, but they're actually getting a professional academy experience with us. And that's what they like, you know, and it's not impacting too much on their education, which is another tick in the box for the parents. So, so far it's been so well received that, you know, it's a breath of fresh air mm. uh, for the parents, for sure. Uh, what sort of, um, how many people come along? Is it the quantities of children that are actually enrolled on the program? Yeah. So Beachwood and Trinity will be the same. We'll have yeah. a, we'll have a limit. We're not, okay. we're not a numbers game, right? Right. right we're not yeah. about saying we want hundreds of kids, mm. keep bringing kids. We are selective in terms of the football side of the game. So mm. there's a trial, uh, they have to partake okay. in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't don't make the grade, then obviously we don't bring them in. And okay. it, it's like I, I say to many parents, I've said it before, what I don't want is a group of kids where there's one kid picking his nose in the corner <laughs> yeah. and I'm spending my time with him. So it demotivates. Yeah, it demotiv- demotivates the rest of the squad. So it's important that they're all like-minded, they're all of a, a similar level, uh, and that way it drives the group up and yeah. it creates that elite environment, which is really what we want. And yeah. so for Beachwood, it's like year seven is seven boys. Okay. Year eight, seven boys. Yeah. Year seven, girls is the same. So it's just, that's the sort of, yeah. the, the small numbers we're looking at. Yeah. And, and that, that way it keeps the product. Yeah. Yeah. And you can really concentrate on each, yeah. each person kind exactly. of, and each, because yeah. it has to be a bit bespoke, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and that's really important. And you've, you've obviously, you've been down to Trinity. You've yep, seen yep, the facilities. Yep. You must be impressed with it. It's like to, to make a decision for it to happen. Absolutely. The view yeah. is outstanding. Is it? Right. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, it's a safe environment, which is important, especially mm. for the boarding side. Like mm. you've got to be happy your kids go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's very safe. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the facilities, we'll build, like we have a beach with a brand new strength and conditioning gym. So that will right. be built in the next couple of weeks. That should start up. We'll redo the pitches. We'll yeah. get all the brand new box goals. We'll mm. put in a 4G, hopefully. So the facilities will be what we need. Okay. Just the same as Beachwood. Great facilities. Yeah. yeah. Great staff. Great product. Do you so, think, um, I mean, maybe I need to talk to Greg about this. You go to another one and do another one or plans about that? Maybe one day. Maybe I one think day. we, we got to get these right. What yes. we don't want to do, and we've said it is we, sometimes companies grow too quick, right? Yeah. And then you lose and dilute the whole product. Get too greedy. Yep. Yeah. And that's not what we're about. We mm. want to maintain this, this product because ultimately that's, 
what, yeah. what the children and the parents want. Yeah. If they've got an elite product and we're not overcrowding it, like I said, it's small numbers. Yeah. If we wanted to be greedy, we would be taking 20, 30 kids in each year growing yeah, group. Yeah, but it's not what it's about for us, you know. Yeah. We all need to earn a bit of money, of course, but ultimately we're also driven by developing yeah. players. And, and, and the success right and the success yeah. of it. And that's it? how yeah. we judge our success. Yeah, I've yeah. said that to you before. We, know, yeah. we don't judge our success on winning games. No. We judge our success on developing players to reach their full potential, yeah. whether that's professional football, I don't know, American scholarship, yeah. Loughborough, or just playing a good level of football and then maybe they want a career out in football. It might be S&C, they might want to be mm. business in football, they might want to be a football coach. So yeah, yeah. we just help them get to where they want to go. And uh, also you support them afterwards as well. So once they leave the, the school, um, yeah. you can then call upon them and see how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they can speak to it. us. Yeah, they mm. speak to us all the time. I'll, probably to our detriment but our phones are always open yeah, and yeah. email so we you get, get whatsapps at five in the morning exactly <laughs> you'll get whatsapps emails yeah, at night but yeah. again to us it's that personal touch and yes. that's what the, you know the parents want to be able to call you and speak to them because mm. i've got children mm. i mean if I, if I could call someone up and just ask how my child is getting on yeah yeah my youngest loves music if i could call the music teacher up and say how, how they doing and that was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what we want to give. Nice. Well, thanks, Matt. That's, 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 that's really cool. Really, really exciting to hear about Trinity yeah. and about what you're doing with it. And thanks, Ryan. Thanks for coming in. And thank you, Greg, as well, who's just popped out, I think. Um, and, um, we'll, 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 we'll hopefully do another podcast, maybe in, I don't know, six, seven or eight months. And it's just so we can talk about how it's been going yeah. and, um, and the development of it. Cause I'm really keen to see if anyone is interested in obviously get in touch with, with Matt, Greg or Ryan, you can go to the Trinity website. Is it Trinity? Um, What's the website for it? Okay, well, we, well, you can Google it. Trinity School. Google, yeah, 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 okay, insane, yeah, yeah. And the brochure will be on there, so you'll be able to click on the brochure and there'll be yeah. links there, then yeah. submit requests. And I'll put all the details underneath this podcast. So, um, yeah. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all for another podcast Great. soon. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah.